0: Welcome to Let's Talk, a dental life coach webinar series. I'm your host, Chelsea Myers, and today I'm here with Mark Kohler. Mark is a national speaker, podcast host, YouTube influencer, blogger, writer for entrepreneur.com, real estate investor, and avid investor in the crypto space. side note i came across mark when we were looking at some crypto stuff so whether you're dipping your toe in the crypto water or you're already buying homes and vehicles with it um, definitely some great resources on his youtube channel there mark welcome to the show
1: oh thank you so much and i say that thank you for the wonderful introduction but i say this humbly (laughs) i think two of the most important notes if those here didn't catch it maybe i missed it is i'm actually an attorney partner in a law firm, CPA, partner in an accounting firm, and we're doing thousands of tax returns, setting up entities all over the country. And at the end of the day, I'm freaking a tax lawyer for people just like you, small business owners, dentists, from contractors to plumbers, electricians, orthodontists, everywhere in between. and uh grateful to be here because you're gonna be able to rely on this information as cold hard fact and get rid of a lot of the crap you might be seeing out uh on the web or hearing from gurus that are not a tax lawyer telling you what they think but they're not the one actually signing your tax return so i'm excited to be here i think you guys are going to really enjoy this it's gonna be good
0: yeah i'm excited to have you here um, you know, I think, especially as we're rolling into this next season, I like that you put it that way because, you know, it's very tempting to take advice from our friends or our peers and do what they're doing. But, um, really the whole goal of this webinar series is to bring experts on and let us know what we don't know so that we can, uh, not only get through this next season, but use it to propel ourselves and our businesses in the direction we want to go. So thank you very much.
1: I love it. OK, well, I've got three or four year in. I, I pushed Chelsea hard for a couple of things. One, we got to have the we needed to have this meeting before December 31st, <laughs> because I know many of you out there are doing some year in tax planning. This is our busiest time of year. This is when professionals make decisions that after December 31st, you can't. I also wanted it live uh, and Chelsea's like, all right, let's do it. Because if <laughs> any of you are watching right now, I want you to type your questions down below. She's going to compile them into maybe some themes of some questions and uh we'll go from there i'll give you my contact information later if you want it this is not an infomercial i'm here to provide value for chelsea and her team i have a feeling you're gonna want to make some phone calls because you may get some info that you really didn't even know existed but i'm going to give you three or four killer tax strategy uh, uh, con- concepts before um that you can implement before you're in and then we're going to do the q a along the way and at the end where he'll be here for one hour so buckle up everybody get a piece of paper pen handy
0: (laughs) all right let's go
1: okay well my first intro point is on this issue of and i'm not ready for whiteboard please oh that's okay we're gonna go to the whiteboard you guys saw it all um (laughs) my studio's like go to the whiteboard they know me okay i want to say this too okay everybody this is a major major point i don't know what the hell it is but dennis get freaking sold so many crazy effing tax strategies out there more than any other group in the country. I don't know why. I don't know if this is like in the third year of dental school or fourth year, second year, they come in and go, all right, we're going to buckle up and, you know, send you all the crazy dumbass ideas out there in the world. And you guys, please be careful out there. If it sounds too good to be true and they're not signing your freaking tax return, you better get a second opinion. And number two, there are people out there charging for tax strategies that charge way, way, way too much. I, it is off the chart, the scams that I see. And it's, and I know it's not just Dennis, but for some reason a lot there, but whether you're um, a real estate broker, a n- landscaper, an attorney, an engineer, a consultant, a YouTube influencer. Can you just get over the fact there's no tax person out there that I specialize in dental practices? I know something about dental practices and it comes to taxation that no one else knows on the planet. They're full of shiz. Okay. That's <laughs> wrong. That's a lie. I'm sick of it. I help anesthesiologists. I help a plastic surgeon. I hit a dentist. You all get the same damn tax strategies as I used to. I know I swore a little bit in there. I got excited. Sorry, Chelsea, but I'm trying <laughs> to emphasize this just because someone has a cool captive insurance idea or a cool, we're going to flip and do opportunity zones. or we're going to do 1031s. Or we're going to do this. And they think they're the only ones on the planet that know that idea. And they charge you five or 10 grand for some stupid package. Get a second opinion. Most of my dentists, we can set you up with it perfect entity an estate plan get you a tax strategy for the year for a couple grand maybe 25 three grand and you're working with a real tax lawyer face to face not some salesman so i had to get that off my chest it is <laughs> bad out there chelsea right chelsea you, you're not talking about this it's nuts
0: well that was a much better intro than i'm afraid i did well done
1: <laughs> no no i mean gosh you got to just say it okay all right i'm going to tell you the number one tax strategy for dental uh, professionals and you got to deal with it before your end and this is where if some of you have got it dialed in I would probably say 80% of you don't and I mean that I, I've been doing this 25 years almost okay so let's go to the whiteboard I got to put this in perspective of the trifecta Now, this is life changing. I've trademarked this, it's amazing. We've been teaching this for five to 10 years with this actual term, but the concept been teaching it for 20 years. Here's how we organize every business owner's life. This is it, the trifecta. Down here at the bottom, is your revocable living trust. We're gonna use that for privacy, estate planning. It does not protect your assets and it's not to save you taxes. It's to keep your crap organized and keep your life private. Now, yes, if you're gonna be worth more than 10 to 20 million, there's gonna be some tax strategies in there at the state or federal level for estate tax, but don't get oversold some revocable living trust for five or 10 grand because it's got some special flavor or smell. It's They're all the same thing and you need some good, funding and structure to it, but you shouldn't spend more than a couple grand getting a good revocable living trust. That's the foundation. Then we split your life in half. We're going to put operations on this side, and we're going to put assets on this side. This is your passive income. This is your operational income. In a simple trifecta world, then I'm going to unpack this. Over here, you'd have an LLC for your building or real estate rental property. Over here, you're going to have your S-Corp for your operations and your dental practice. That is in a simple, simple, it's going to get more complex than that, but that's it. That's the trifecta. We put operations over here. We put assets over here, and it all flows down into your 1040. Heaven forbid you have an actual diagram that this makes sense. You can go to your insurance agent with, your financial advisor and go, oh yeah, I've got two or three LLCs. I've got some rentals over here, some multi-units. I own my own building, I lease it back. Oh, and I've got some crypto over here or I've got some stocks over here. Oh, I need to talk about my 401k, my health savings account, my Roths for me and all my kids. I've got an ultimate tax strategy guide that's free free, mind you, on my website, marchacolor.com at our law firm and accounting firm, 30 tax strategies. I'm just touching the surface and we only have one hour today. People, this is legit and you want to get organized, having some tax legal expert at the, once a year, just build your trifecta. Where am I going? What are my action items for this year? What am I going to be doing to implement better tax strategies, better asset protection and estate planning financial advisory and bring it all together in a diagram that you can update. This is what our tax lawyers do. In an hour, hour and a half 2 you're getting structured. Don't use us. I'm not saying you have to, but use someone and someone that's actually licensed and going to be signing your freaking tax return or has malpractice insurance behind their name. Okay. Now, then it gets even more exciting. Well, Mark, I have an escort, but I have a partnership or I have multiple buildings and I want to lease those back or I'm going to open multiple locations. That's cool. Bring it on. This is my book the tax and legal playbook. I got a whole chapter just on expansion like that. A whole chapter just on real estate. You don't know what you don't know you're going to love it. So, here's the strategy I want to focus on inside the trifecta right now. I'm going to put it in red is your payroll level. The reason why we use an S corporation is to save on the F word FICA. We hate the F word. FICA. What the FICA? You want to go around the house and say, what the FICA? Call your little kids. Hey, you little FICA, get over here. Okay. You can use FICA all you want. Uh, Feel free. Kids won't even know what you're saying. Okay. So you got what the FICA going on. We don't want to pay more than we have to in self-employment tax. And dentists screw this up all the time. And you've got some accountant that's afraid of their own shadow, and they're scared to death to do proper salary comp planning. Let me just say this right out of the gate and I'm going to explain where we're going to be on this. I'm going to give you some straight answers on it. In 20 plus years, I have never had a client audited for taking too little of salary. And if we sign your tax return and plan your payroll and you get audited, we'll pay the penalty. I have a former IRS agent as a partner. I teach classes on salary comp. And if your accountant is too scared to do some real comp planning, get rid of them. So here's how it works. Boom, but a bang. I'm excited. I'm fired up today, Chelsea. Just I love you. it. I just I left a Grant Cardone event this morning and they're off the hook at Grant Cardone events. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take a breath. We'll take some questions on this topic. Then we've already got some questions about real estate, expanding practices. We'll hit it. S Corp. If you're just a plain old LLC or a sole proprietorship or versus an S Corp, let me just give you the principle because you got to captain your ship people. If I bring in 200 grand in sales, I spend 50 grand on expenses. Now I know some of your dental practices, Mark, we're bringing in 2 million and we got 500 grand in expense, whatever, add a zero. I can deal with it. All right. But I just get the principle here. 200 grand in income. You spend 50 grand in expenses and you net 150. Cool. LLC. That's great. Here's the problem, you're gonna pay self-employment tax of 15.3% on all of that, plus state, plus fed. Now don't even think you're gonna do a C-corporation, that's criminal, but we're gonna stay away from the C-corp entirely, and I have a whole book where I put my money where my mouth is on that. If any of you are sitting on a C-corp for any other reason than medical planning, which is a whole other topic, Get a third opinion on that bad boy. Okay, so you got 15% on this. Holy crap, Mark, that's almost 20 grand. 20 grand in FICA? Yeah, comes right off the top, ugly. Now why we do an S Corp is you take draws anytime you want. You don't have to take a freaking paycheck. All of our professionals, I don't even take a paycheck. I take draws and then I allocate my payroll on the 941 with all the other employees. I can just plug it in on the 941 quarterly. It's easy, it's easy. If your accountant's making you take a paycheck, I'm like, where are they from, you know? Where are they, like 90 years old? Okay, anyway, so you get draws and then you're gonna do a W-2 and take a K-1. The W-2 is our target. We wanna keep that as low as possible, but optimal as well. We gotta think about our, or 401k. Many of you have a self a safe harbor 401k. We're going to nail that W-2 perfectly to get the most in your 401k, but pay the least amount of FICA. This is why it is so busy at our office the next six weeks, because everybody's like, what do I do? What do I do? Do I put my spouse on payroll? How much do I pay my spouse? Where do I go with that? I have a whole YouTube video on that with thousands of views, because people pay their spouse for the wrong reason, and they're paying more FICA. Whole other topic. Okay. So, I'm going to take my W 2 in this example of 150 grand basic, basic 101. I'd probably do 50 grand in a W 2 and 100 grand in K 1. Now, any of you accountants out there watching, you're, you're like, oh my gosh, Mark, you're crazy. You know, keep your pants on. All right. 50 grand. I just, oh my hell, I just cut this self employment tax by two thirds. I'm going to save close to 10 to 20 grand, 10 to 15 grand right here by doing the proper payroll. We have a payroll matrix that we teach clients that the more money you make, we actually bring down your payroll as a percentage of your overall draws. You know, Joe Biden had an S corp the year he became president, before he became president. He had a $15 million book deal. I've got his tax return here on my laptop. He's got a rental property and he's got an S corp. Surprise, surprise. Joe Biden probably doesn't understand it completely, but anyway, he's got an S corp and he took a $700,000 payroll on 15 million. His payroll matrix was off the chart compared to my conservative approach. And I'd make other accounts lose sleep at night. People wake up and take control of your payroll. If you're anywhere over a 30% allocation on your payroll, you got problems. So we need to fix it before your end. That's strategy number one. I'm not even talking about paying your kids, paying your spouse, maxing out your 401k. We're just talking, make sure you don't pay too much FICA. And dentists screw this up all the time because they're taking way too much payroll. And I'm gonna look at your net income and I'm gonna look at your draws and we're gonna look at your big picture of your trifecta. And we're gonna nail this number just right. Pen drop Chelsea, there you go. (laughs) Okay. That's topic number one. Any questions on that live or otherwise? And then I'm going to topic two.
0: Um, We've got some questions, but go to topic two.
1: Okay. All right. Topic number two is, and I'm going to bring this in. I'm debating going over to the rentals or building your more practices and locations. Let's go with the operations side for a minute. Okay. So we You walk into my office, we get on Zoom and you get with one of my tax lawyers. Deb, pop that over to the other side, that picture of me. We're gonna go to the top left. So on your operations side, you come into my office and go, hey, Mark, we're gonna build out more locations or I'm gonna have other operations. What entities do I need? Now, I'm just gonna give you some kind of broad curve because it's very dependent on specific facts, but let's talk about it. I want one S Corp in your life. That's all I have. I have a law firm, I can have as many S-Corps as I want. I have one. I wanna keep my life simple and efficient. My S-Corp owns part of a law firm. It owns part of an accounting firm. It owns part of a real estate deal. Oh, and then on the side, I might get speaking gigs. I might sell books. Oh, I might do hair and nails. I might do drywall. I can do whatever I want. And funnel it all into that same S Corp. Do not worry about your professional corp status and, oh, the purpose is dentistry, blah, blah, blah. We can, the IRS doesn't care about that. That's a state issue. The doppel department of professional licensing, you're going to tell them what the hell your S Corp's doing, then they'll stay away from you. This is for your federal tax return. I want one W 2 in your life, and that W 2 is going to control, oh my gosh, come here. That W-2 is going to help save you FICA. And I only have one W-2 in my whole life. And I got like a couple hundred employees and nine different entities because I want to funnel it and base, bring it down to that. So if any of you are like, well, I'm going to have multiple locations. Okay, this might be location number one, location number two. Another one might say, oh, more Mark. I'm going to, um, I've got my S-Corp and I've got some partners. Oh, we set up an LLC for the dental partnership. Each partner has their own S-Corp. I have a little chapter in my book on this. This is what I do. So when you're expanding or selling your business or going into one, every one of the dentists should have their own S-Corp. This is every law firm I have, every accounting firm I have. I mean, uh, not mine, like clients. This is a realtor group, all the realtors are S-Corps, this is a dental group, this is an anesthesiology group, this is a surgery center, everybody is their own S-Corp. Every doctor I have that's a client is their own S-Corp. I don't care if they're a plastic surgeon or a dentist, same damn rules, and we're gonna keep that W-2 to a minimum. That is, my friends, as you expand multiple operations, we might set up wholly owned subsidiaries. You might have partners. I don't know. That's what you're doing a consult for with a real tax lawyer. Not someone charging you way too much to tell you what they think and then hand you off to an accountant or lawyer. Go to the source. Get it done right. KKOS lawyers. I'm just joking. I didn't want to be too salesy, <laughs> Chelsea. All right. Okay. Um questions Hang on, on let's that. Pause-
0: Yeah, let's pause there for just one second because you're talking about S-Corps and one of our questions had to do with setting up multiple LLCs. So the question is, I'm an orthodontist with a couple of locations. Aside from being in the chair, I do some paid clinical mentorship and I'm starting a business to share resources and tools with other orthodontists. Do I need separate entities for the mentorship and resource group? Each will be bringing in additional income or do I just get paid through my existing business?
1: It depends. Now, I will say this mr orthodontist mrs orthodontist i want you to have one s corp now that's my goal one s corp but does that mean you might have other entities yes but they funnel into your one s corp this is your microsoft this is your parent operational corporation that's where they all funnel in if chelsea calls me up and goes hey mark yo, i'm going to open a restaurant Yin? yeah i'm not going to open a restaurant with chelsea my s corp's <laughs> going to open a restaurant with chelsea her s corp's going to open a restaurant and we're going to have an LLC for the freaking restaurant. That's how it works. Now, if you want to run money directly into your S-Corp through a mentorship and some school sends you a 1099, have them send it to your S-Corp. If you're going to go open another location, cool. Any partners there? I don't know. Are we going to set up a subsidiary? Now people, let me give you a word of caution. You just can't go onto freaking zoom, which many of you are going to try to do and you're going to F this up and then call my office. You don't have a whole department that just cleans up LLCs people set up at LegalZoom and not the legal Zoom's bad. It's just everything. So they can figure it out by watching Law & Order this Friday night. So <laughs> you want to try to get the right advice from the get go. So here's the problem. You set up an LLC and you go, oh, I got an LLC for the location on Oak Street across town. Okay. Separate merchant account, separate, separate Medicare, Medicaid billing, separate payroll, separate employees, separate staff, separate AC, separate checkbook, separate this. No, I just want an LLC, but I'm gonna pay for it all out of here. Then you don't have an effing separate LLC. Everything's gonna get sucked into the same lawsuit because you co-mingled. Whenever you set up a subsidiary to run another location, it better be wholly independent from employees down to the paperclips.
0: Great, great. Yeah, that that pretty much answers our our second question on that note, which was if I'm going to expand my current location set up, a, should I set up a separate LLC for that location even though it's going to be operating under the same name?
1: Well, you can have different DBAs. So it might be best dentist in the world, Southtown. And and you have a different location with a small change in the brand name. But you people, you have to cheat them separately. I've got horror stories. When I, I'm doing a two-day workshop, I explain more of that. Now let's go to real estate. Let's say You're like, Mark, I'm setting up um, different locations and I'm gonna run them through the same S Corp. Okay, that's cool, no partners, that's cool. You got different DBA brands, you got different, you know, but it's all one entity. Okay, but we got different locations for asset protection. If you own your own building, now we're over to the right side. So Deb, pop that over. So over here, we're gonna certainly have a different LLC for every building location because if there's something goes wrong in your business, we want a firewall between the building and your operations. By the way, this trifecta is for tax and asset protection. I want your assets on this side of the firewall. So we've got protection from any lawsuit, either direction. So your rentals are protected from your ops. You want to sue my S Corp? Great, you can have it, there's a laptop in it. That's it, my S Corp doesn't own anything your rentals, your building should be owned by your LLC. And if you have multiple buildings, at the very least, they should be in separate LLCs, even if you have one operational entity. So we're gonna set up a lease contract for these different locations, and we're gonna create a firewall between each location. And you may even have partners over here. You may say, oh, well, my brother or dad is in on this deal. And then on this deal, it's another partner. And oh, I'm in a surgery center over here. And okay, that's cool. But that's not your ops. Your ops are over here. All right. Chelsea, any questions, follow up on that, live or otherwise?
0: Question, uh, loosely related. um, I have a number of rental properties and each one is in its own LLC, which is separate from my dental business. Is there a way to create more distance between the rental properties and my practice?
1: I thought you were going to say, is there any way to make this simpler on me? Because someone sold you a bunch of freaking LLCs. I hope you're happy with that. Whoever <laughs> you are. I, I did not expect you at the end to go, can I do more? Where do they <laughs> teach this in dental school that you guys have to overdo it? I don't know who, what the hell. Oh my gosh. All right. If you want to overdo it, I'll give you some options. <laughs> it's, it's it's doctors and every. I know I'm just picking on you guys a little bit. trust me at the brokerage classes for realtors, they try to do nothing. And then over here, they get sold all this extra crap you don't need. It drives me crazy. Okay, let's go back to the question. You got your revocable living trust that owns these four LLCs. All right, you got four rentals. All right, let's deal with this issue first. Um, And then you said, I want more protection from my practice. Now, on this note, again, I, I don't know what dentists are doing at their practice that's so high risk. I got OBGYNs delivering babies that have five times your malpractice insurance. They're not even this scared. So I don't know what you're doing with people's mouths that you're so afraid of a lawsuit. Can we bring it down a notch? You know, I, I I don't know. Are you like replacing molars of terrorists when they fly into town on their private jets and <laughs> you're, they're going to sue you? I, I, I mean, I'm delivering... I'm doing SEC offerings for $2 billion and you're, and I'm not even this worried. So I, I, don't, I don't know what, gosh, guys, bring it down, you know? Okay, but anyway, so let's say you got four rentals out there. Do you really need an LLC for every rental? It depends. If these rental properties are worth two, three, 400 grand each, uh, maybe I put a couple in one. Oh, this is a building worth one mil? Cool, own LLC. We're gonna look at the risk, the value and the equity every rental does not deserve its own freaking llc i mean i've got the in chicago i've got the cutest little meth labs they're adorable i mean and these (laughs) guys are great and and i'm gonna on my deal i'm gonna pop in uh in this llc i might have four little rentals that's cool but they're going to be isolated from my llc that has my airbnb worth 750 grand So I'm going to do Airbnbs and commercial in their own LLCs, but I can pool up smaller single-family home rentals in a different LLC. So whoever's selling you LLCs, did they tell you you might have separate tax returns, separate tax ID numbers? Are you doing your company maintenance? Are you doing your annual minutes? Are you doing all these things to maintain that LLC? Oh, no, I just went to LegalZoom and set up an LLC. I'm good. No, you're not good. Having a piece of paper that you have an LLC is about one-tenth of what the hell you got to do. So you think you're getting protection. Oh, you know what? I'm going to bring it down a notch. I know Chelsea, I'm on fire today. Okay. Okay. I need to smoke, you know, get some incense in here. Okay. Let me say this, everybody. This is true. This is in my book. I have a whole book on asset protection. Too many business owners focus on more entities spending more money for more elaborate structure than just doing the basic day-to-day smart asset protection techniques of separate checking, company maintenance, separate billing, good contracts, and not being a dumbass. That is so much easier than paying thousands of dollars to lawyers to set up structures you don't need. If some of you are like, hold up, Mark, you're, you're a dirty rotten scoundrel lawyer. You're not trying to sell me more over here. No, we want you coming back to our law firm next year and the year after and the year after. We don't want to be that law firms that sells you 15 or 20 grand of crap. You don't need because three years from now, you're going to wake up and realize we did that. And then you're going to leave. We want to build relationships with clients for the long haul, setting up what they really need, not the crap you're willing to buy. Now, some of you may say, Mark, oh my gosh, where were you three years ago? I've already spent X and I've got all this crap. Let's bring it down. This is a perfect time of year to get on with the tax lawyer and go, here's all my entities. Can you put it in a trifecta? Where can I get lean and mean? What can I dissolve before December 31st and save that cost anymore? What can I restructure? How can I better save taxes with a more efficient plan? That's the question. Not how can I set up more crap? Yeah. How
0: do
1: you like that Chelsea? Refreshing? I like
0: it. It is. So for clarity, someone's saying, if I buy a practice and I'm considering buying the building as well, do those go in the same LLC? My plan is Hell to go no. the practice and sell it. Okay. No,
1: no, no. Did I say no? No, people. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Remember, we go back to the trifecta. And I know Chelsea knew this. She's p- teeing it up for me. Assets go over here. Operations go over here. So if you go buy a practice from a dentist that's about ready to die, they were stupid to have their entity in the their building in the same entity they operated in. You're going to be smarter. When you go to buy that practice, you're going to have your S-Corp. And maybe you just do an asset purchase agreement and bring it all into your operation. Maybe you have a subsidiary for that practice you bought. I don't know. This is the consult we'd figure out. But the ops stay over here. You're going to buy the building and put it over here. So in the asset purchase agreement, we do, business. we do, see again, someone's probably selling, we specialize in dental practice acquisitions, and we're going to charge you XY. Whether you're buying a dental practice, or an engineering firm, it's the same damn contract, we can help you. And if someone's charging you way too much, and you feel it in your gut, make a call to someone else, please. So anyway, if you're going to buy a practice, Typically, you're gonna do an asset purchase agreement. You want stepped up basis on all the assets. We're gonna peel off the building over here. We're gonna put all the intellectual property in the uh, patient lists and all the equipment over here. And you maybe have a subsidiary for your new practice or you just roll it all into your current one. But we definitely are gonna have a separate entity for the building. Okay. Okay. I'm ready for strategy number, okay. So let's see, number one, see our strategies. We did S Corp payroll. We covered the trifecta. Make sure you have an overriding organized plan and you're revisiting it constantly. Number three, you keep real estate away from operations and you don't do too many LLCs. give you just some low hanging fruit. If I can just give you an extra five or $10,000 write-off. Oh, I love it. You're in a 20, 30% bracket. We're just going to save some money today. I'm going to bring together two strategies here, your annual board meeting and family on payroll. Okay. If I, this right here is money in the bank for every small business owner I have. So if we go to your trifecta over here in your S Corp, if your S Corp's up to date, by the way, we have a company maintenance program at my office. I'll give you my law firm website at the end of this call. Call my law firm. They will clean up all your entities, get all your minutes up to date, give you a checklist to hold your annual board meeting. We do it for 150 bucks an entity per year. Sorry, we're affordable. Again, you guys are probably getting ripped off by jerks out there trying to charge you 10 times that I can name the companies by the way. Okay, so we're gonna keep it simple. Your S Corp should have a BOD board of directors. I want all of your teenagers and older mom, dad, brother, sister, spouse should be on your board of directors that better be in your corporate documents. It's if it's not your lawyer screwed it up. Let's clean up all those documents. We have a cleanup service. We have two full-time paralegals. All they do is clean up entities for clients. Like I said, fixmylegalsumentity.com And so we're creating this and cleaning up the board of directors. Your board of directors meeting doesn't just have to be annually. It could be four times a year. And this is a perfect time during Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner to have your annual board meeting because all of your family's going to be on the board. And guys, this is one of the most spiritual fun legacy building experiences I've had in my life is to get all my kids around a table and go, let's have a board meeting. Let me tell you what, how the business is going. And now we're going to talk about each one of your businesses. How are you kids coming along? Can we talk about savings accounts? How is your Roth IRAs going? Let's have a contest. Whoever saves the most this year, I'll match it. Let's talk about all of you having a small business while you're in college. All my kids, I said, I don't care what your grades are in college, but you better graduate and with a small business and no student debt. That's our goal. I don't care if it's a community college, ABC, or Ivy League, whatever. No student debt, a small business, and a degree. That's it. Are we teaching our kids financial literacy? This is a perfect opportunity to talk about family planning and hold a board meeting. And all of the airfare and hotel and food is a write-off to have your board meeting because it's a business meeting and you're going to do it wherever the hell you want. Two years ago, I did mine in Puerto Rico. It wasn't my choice, but I got sucked into it. <laughs> Before that, we did Jackson Hole. I mean, go somewhere fun. Have your board meeting. It's a tax write-off. Oh, my gosh. Let your business pay for this. I've got whole videos on YouTube on this. I teach it in my book and in my classes. You can learn more about it. Now, what about family on payroll? Millions of Americans and you medical professionals out there are paying taxes and then giving their kids money. Oh, you're at college. You need some money. Oh, they're eight years old and they do soccer lessons. Oh, school clothes. Oh, cell phone. Oh, gym membership. You're paying taxes at the highest freaking rate and then supporting your family. Stop, stop on your 1040 from now on. Instead of paying all of your kids down here, you're going to put them on the payroll and pay them up here because they're on your board of directors. They're consultants. They're helping you with social media. They're helping you with bookkeeping, finances, bird dogging properties, managing your rentals. Your kids should be living in your rentals where they're going to college. Are we building your wealth with rental property? Or do you have some financial ban- advisor trying to sell you crap in the stock market? My dentist re- retire on real estate. My dad was a microbiologist. I can talk medical all day long. He wanted, he had a whole other plans for me and what I, he wanted me to be someday, but it wasn't a lawyer. He <laughs> cried, but then he was happy later when I started doing his tax planning. But anyway, my dad was a microbiologist and ran multiple locations of medical laboratories and then st- sold out to a regional SmithKline type deal. and It was great. It was cool. Um, But guess what he retired on? All of the real estate he bought along the way. He was buying buildings and renting them to Dennis behind the scenes with LLCs so they didn't know he was the owner. And I can hide you in acquisitions so that no one knows what real estate you own. So Why are we not having our kids live in our rental properties while they're going to college or wherever? I've got a daughter living in one of mine in Salt Lake right now going to esthetician school and they're paying rent into the family business and they're on the board and they serve as a property manager. So here's how we do this this year all of your kids under age 18, I have whole classes I just teach on paying kids. So Chelsea, we're going to hit this in three minutes and it's going to blow people's brains and they got to go study more, watch YouTube, but you've got your kids under age 18 and those that are 18 and older. Um, So In your trifecta i'm just going to hit the highlights and you have to do this before december 31st you can't say i paid my kids you have to actually pay them chelsea asked earlier before we started how you launder money and i was helping her to launder some money of her <laughs> and i said chelsea you got to move the money you can't just say you laundered it that was a joke everybody okay now all right so if you have an s corp you never, ever, ever pay your kids under age 18 out of an S-corp, and you never, ever give your kids a W-2 or a 1099. You're not required to when they're under age 18. I'll stand behind this all day long. I've written white paper on it, okay? Never give your kids a W-2, and some of you are doing it, and you're said, well, my accountant told me to do it. They're wrong. I teach classes to other CPAs on this, people. Believe it or not, let me see. Let me get this right. Do you think all dentists are created equally all orthodontists are created equally? Have you ever had a patient come in that went to a, they thought a great orthodontist across town and they're jacked up. The same thing happens with accountants. You might have the wrong accountant face it. So, You should not be giving W-2s or 1099s to your kids under age 18. If you have an S-corp, we set up a family management company. This is a whole chapter seven, I think, in my book. We set up a family management company. We peel it over here and we pay the kids under that. we run this through a Schedule C and we're paying all the kids. Some of you are going to ask, well, how young can I do it? Well, I have some pediatric dentists that start paying their kids as young as two or three years old because they're in the photography and the modeling and the advertising and marketing and social media of the dental practice. Now, not everybody can do that. We're not going to get too aggressive. I'm not going to pay your two year old $30,000. You may think she's the next Miley Cyrus, but she's not. All right. So (laughs) own it. I've seen some of your kids. I wouldn't take him to the audit. Okay. Now, did I say that? Was that my inside voice? I'm sorry. Okay, so people, let's not get too aggressive paying kids. But I'm going to leave you with one last, you know, other, well, I got more strategy, we'll do more Q&A here, but you're going to pay your kids with a Schedule C through a family management sole proprietorship. If your kids are over age 18, they get a 1099. All of my kids now are 19 or older, and if I help them throughout the year, they know what's coming. They've gone down, You know, Christmas, I just love this. At Christmas time, it's coming around the corner. Kids run down the stairs. They go up to their Christmas stocking. And, oh, you can smell the, the fires burning. You got Home Alone over on the TV, right? And the kids are going over to their stocking to open it up. And my kids love it because they open up their stocking and there's a 1099. I mean, it really is a special moment. They just love it. They play with it for hours. They're like, let <laughs> me start my tax return now. They just, it's so engaging. They just, it's great. And then I go, and after dinner, we're having our board meeting and they don't complain. They're so happy. Okay, don't believe all that. All right, now-
0: Well, here's it's the a Jackson thing. Hole, right? So it's gotta <laughs> yeah. be- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so Jackson
1: Hole, quit your bitching. Yeah. You know, you can handle it. <laughs> all right, now, okay. So all the kids get 1099s that help in my business and they all help in the business. That's the concept. I don't pay for my kids' college tuition. They get a 1099 for being my social media director and pay for their own college. And may I say they're in the lowest possible tax bracket. By the way, this year, if your kid's under age 18, they don't pay taxes on the first $12,950. They don't even have to file a tax return. That's right, you can pay your 10 year old up to $12,950. Didn't say you should, we've got to look at your facts and circumstances, but you could pay your kid up to 10 grand and pay zero federal tax and they don't even file a tax return. Yeah, I've been doing it for years. I've never had a client audited for paying their kids. What do you think the Oklahoma farm does when they pay their kids working in the summer? The New York City deli, the dentist in in Duluth, Minnesota, their, their kids are coming in and cleaning the office on the weekends they're gonna get a paycheck and you're gonna write it off, ready? And with their earned income, they're gonna open their own Roth IRA. And that Roth IRA is gonna be a partner in your next LLC for a rental property. So your kids are gonna start building their Roth accounts and then you're gonna take those Roth accounts and create more LLCs and buy more crypto and real estate and build wealth with your kids. That's real tax planning. All right, let's do q and I could hit a few other topics. We'd be here all day, but what do you got, Chelsea?
0: Um, yeah, that was definitely mind-blowing. We'll be talking more. I've got I've got kids on both sides, you know, under 18 and over. So, I'm really Oof. excited about that last topic. Um, but as far as the Q and a we've got, okay, well you had mentioned student loans. Um, I have an LLC, I'm about $400,000 in student loan debt. What is the legal and tax advantageous way that I can make those payments?
1: I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. There is none. There isn't any, there is no way. And if you're in a, 50% 50% tax bracket or 40% tax bracket, you're gonna to have to earn 700 or 800,000 to pay off the student debt of 400,000. And there's no write-off, you're gonna phase out, you can't write off the interest, there's nothing, forget about it, it's over. Just make as much money as you can and pay that student debt off as fast as you can. I would can really, really recommend you become a Dave Ramsey follower immediately and you start cutting costs everywhere in your life, sell any car of any value and you literally set your debt free day and you do it. There are dentists and medical professionals and lawyers and engineers and accountants that come out of college with student debt and they go get in the Dave Ramsey program, do it. We just had, we celebrated an attorney in my office two months ago that had his debt free day. He took him eight years to pay off his college, his student debt from law school and we had a party and he did it through the Dave Ramsey program. And he was driving a piece of crap car until he did it. And that's what you gotta do, you gotta sacrifice. You go to dental school and live like a dentist, then you come out and live like a college student until you pay off your student debt. That's how it works, I hate to tell you, there's nothing, I got nothing.
0: Okay. Um. Another question. Um, <clears throat> what's that?
1: Nothing, I was just saying when well, I'm not drawn, let's get off the white. Okay, oh. go ahead.
0: Okay, other question is, if I sell dental equipment and accept crypto as payment, but I don't cash out the increase, how and when do I report this?
1: Woo, I love this. I just did a Twitter space live yesterday on this topic. I teach a cryptocurrency tax strategy um, section in, in my classes. Okay, let's go whiteboard. Okay, so here's how this works. And by the way, I take crypto in our law firm. If you wanna pay for your, law, your consult with one of my tax lawyers and your entity and your estate plan, we, we uh, have a Coinbase merchant account. You can pay with any crypto you want that Coinbase has on their platform. So here's how this works. You get paid in crypto, you recognize the income on the USD value that day. I don't care if you get paid in ETH, Bitcoin, Solana, whatever you get paid in, that's revenue. You get taxed on that, it's income. Whether you get it in USD or ETH, it does not matter. You got paid. You'll be able to pull those reports from your Coinbase type of merchant account and it'll tell you the value of that revenue the day you earned it. Now what I do, my partner and I do, once uh, a month, We tried to do it weekly and it just got too busy. But what you do is once you get paid in crypto, you have a couple options. You can convert it to US dollars on the next day and run a zero Coinbase value account, that's cool. But what we have is an LLC with a separate Coinbase account. This is our Coinbase holdings. This is our Coinbase merchant. Because what's cool is the day i earn it i pay tax now that's the day i have a choice i can move that eth over here to this other coinbase account and pay no tax because it's the same value that day the irs taxes a crypto transaction if you convert it to a different currency unless it's the same value of the it had the value hasn't gone up now let's say we get paid say in our law firm i get paid two grand in eth that'd be about Oh, what is that? 1.5 of ETH right now. So I get paid 1.5 in ETH and uh, a couple grand. I crank that income and then I bounce it over here. So now I have 1.5 of ETH. And then over the next month, it goes up in value to three grand. Okay. I don't pay tax on that. I could sit on this for another year. I could sit around it two more years. Whatever increase is on the basis of what it was the day I claimed it as income is its it's deferred capital gain. So I'm either going to have short term capital gain if I keep it less than 12 months or long term capital gain if I keep it longer than 12 months. So I'm going to hold that ETH uh, maybe as long as I want, but if I convert it, let's say a month from now I go, oh, but I want Bitcoin or I want this. Once you convert it, you pay tax on the increase between the strike price here and the strike price here. If I convert to USD, I pay tax too. Anyway, I've got a whole class on crypto if you want to. By the way, I'm teaching a class December 2nd and 3rd out of Phoenix. It will sell out locally. It'll probably be sold out in the next few days, but it'll be on virtual broadcast. December 2nd and 3rd. It'll be recorded. You can watch it up to a month. You can get to it on my website at markjkohler.com. And I'll be covering all my 30 tax strategies and more. Two days of content. Okay. Uh, There you go. Crypto.
0: Yeah. So tell me. Yeah. Let's talk more about that. How do we find you? Tell me about your book. Um, Tell me about the classes.
1: Thank you. Okay. So the easiest way to just engage with me and just start following my podcast, we've got millions of downloads. You can Google me on YouTube but for any topic of tax strategy. I got a video or an article on it, so check it out. But to purchase uh, a, my calendar or um, come to a workshop, um, markjcohler.com. In January, I launched my new membership site where you just can pay monthly and get certified in a program uh, learning about crypto. I'm learning about crypto. Learning about all my tax strategies, of which there's a section on crypto, self-directing IRAs, two whole modules on tax strategies, forming entities, estate planning, 401k. I mean, it's all there. So anyway, but just on my website, you can uh, you can also get to Amazon if you want. All my books are on Amazon. Uh, my podcast is Main Street Business Podcast. Many of you would love that. Just on your podcast portal when you're commuting, check it out. It's one show a week, and we keep it fun. Lots of fun and we do an open forum every month too. Oh, by the way, let me say this, hold it Chelsea. If any of you are like, Mark, I just need to meet with one of your tax lawyers right away because I got 15 tax lawyers. Well, it's about 14, I think right now, kkoslawyers.com. Just go to kkoslawyers.com. You can look at all of our prices, our services, and you, I mean this honestly, because you've been in the dental community or orthodontist community, you've been sold all sorts of crap, you're gonna be shocked at how low the prices are. You really are. Because there's a lot of crap out there in the medical industry preying on you guys. I saw it with my dad, It's brutal. All right, Chelsea, keep going.
0: So there's that, and then there's also, I downloaded your your ebook, which was fantastic. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, if you go to markjkohler.com, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter, it's free. And my ebook is there, The Ultimate Tax Strategy Guide, 20 different strategies. So check that out. Share it with your accountant. You're the captain of your ship. You're gonna love it.
0: Perfect. And then a little bit more about your class. What's the class coming up? In case it's sells oh, out.
1: December second and third. Um, I literally just made some changes on the site this morning to make it a little more pizzazzy. And is that a word? Pizzazzy.
0: With it is. More pizzazz.
1: Something. <laughs> Something. I own it. Yeah. Um, set, December second and third. It's two days. That's a Friday and Saturday. If you miss part of it, it's recorded. And it's my tax strategy year-end update. So every strategy I teach on taxes is updated for the upcoming year. It's gonna be a lot of other tax professionals and I have a lot of business owners that come and love it because then they can better manage their tax professional. It's not built to have you do your own taxes, but for you to know all the strategies you should be managing with other accounts. There's gonna be a lot of networking there. You're gonna find, if you wanna come, you're gonna find a kick-ass accountant. because accountants at my workshop teach everything I teach. And so you wanna just come and hang out. Uh, if we will sell, it's 75 people only. It's in an auditorium here in our office, uh, Plaza. It's a, a conference center, but I virtually broadcast it. It's kind of a weird year. A lot, a lot, not a lot of people are going to events right now. Um, and so we're trying to be a little careful. We don't want to rent over rent a facility. So, but we'll be broadcasting it. So check okay. it out. You, you okay. Can get it on, we
0: get on the website. Okay. Yeah, 500 mm-hmm. bucks. It's 500 bucks. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Mark, what else have I not asked you that you want to add to this conversation?
1: Oh, I don't know. No other questions there. Um, let's see. Well, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, let's hit two things. That, that comes to mind, too. Debbie here in the office said, let's say if some of you are like, Mark, I'm just an LLC. No one's talked to me about this S-Corp thing. And I, I, I oh, holy crap, I didn't know this was out there. If you've been an LLC all year, I can backdate you to an LLC to an S corp as of one 22 twenty two. You're good to go. We only ch- we only charge two hundred bucks. Now you're going to have to kick out payroll and do payroll services, and you want to get that in place right away. But you don't have um, you don't have to go out and form a new S corp. We just do a special election, and I can backdate it for the whole year. But you got to get it done in the next four weeks. Uh, you can call the law firm again, kkoslawyers.com. Uh, they'll work with you on that. Special pricing and all that for that. Get a consult with a tax lawyer while you're there. If some of you are not an LLC at all, you're nothing. Then I can't backdate you. So we would do is start a new entity to begin one one That's what we do. Um, so... Uh, Uh, yeah, there we go. Okay. Next topic, I would say, if you're going to pay your kids, understand that principal strategy right away and get on it. You have to issue the 1099s to your kids 18 and older in January. Um, paying your spouse. The only time I pay a spouse is if we're funding his or her 401k. So be careful of, I got to pay my spouse because he or she works in it. No, you don't. I need to pay my spouse so they can get social security. No, you don't. I want to pay my spouse so they can fund a Roth IRA. No, you don't. You can, you don't have to worry about any of that. Um, And with saying the word Roth IRA, I wanna throw out this last topic. Um, When it's a Roth or a 401k, or even a health savings account, I wanna start building these tax deferred or tax-free strategies, forming LLCs, buying real estate, buying crypto, buying notes, invest in what you know best. And this is called self-directing. And we have a separate podcast for this every week. Uh, It's called Self-Directed. IRA podcast and you can get to it at directedira.com directedira.com and I want to make sure that all of your kids have a Roth IRA that you have a Roth IRA and you can fund a Roth IRA at any income level so even if you're paying off student debt make sure you're still funding your Roth IRA Um, it could be six thousand dollars for this last year it's going up next year but I want every one of my kids to have a Roth IRA Now, fun when I've got, I own real estate in my, an LLC owned by my Roth IRA. Um, We formed an LLC with all the kids and we have eight partners and it's my wife and I and all the kids Roth IRAs. And we got two married kids now in the mix. So we have all these Roth IRAs. We went out and bought a crypto mine and we're crypto mining at night inside an LLC owned by our Roth IRAs. Freaking awesome. That
0: is so exciting.
1: It is super cool. Um, I'm a huge Yellowstone fan. Season four comes out this weekend. And I want to point out, uh, I was, I, we have, I have, i just moved from Idaho to Phoenix and Mm -hmm. we're just four hours from the Dutton ranch. And, uh, I wanted to live the dream. Look at right here. This, this is the, uh, behind me. This is the Tetons over the hill is Jackson, Wyoming. This is Idaho side that you're looking at. And, uh, so I took my health savings account formed an LLC and went out and bought cows last year and formed the LLC, the Kohler Dutton livestock company. (laughs) It was available. So I own Kohler Dutton livestock in Idaho. And I bought five pregnant cows who gave birth to five baby cows. They're called calves calves. And believe it or not, they were all males in the summer. They became steers. Now this is a, family show. So I will not explain how a a male calf becomes a steer. It's it's a little traumatic, but anyway, then my five moms got pregnant again in the fall circle of life. I can explain how the bull meanders into the field. (laughs) It's up to you guys. If you haven't learned this, watch Jack, uh, watch Yellowstone. And so I bought my cows in March of 21. This was last year and sold in October after the steers were each 400 pounds. I had my hay and I had my five pregnant moms again. So I sold the bundle of 15 cows, made about a 20 to 25% rate of return in my health savings account. Did the whole investment for around 10 to 11 grand, made about 14 grand. I sold and walked away with 14. So I made about two to three grand. So I did that all in my HSA. So I love to talk about this on our podcast. If you want to buy real estate in your IRA, you want to buy cows, you want to buy meth labs, you want to buy crypto mines, you want to buy crypto, (laughs) we teach how to do it.
0: This is so exciting.
1: (laughs) That's it, directedira.com. Check that out. And everybody can have a Roth IRA by tonight and make sure you fund it before you're in.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mark. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. I really, I really loved having you here today.
1: Well, thanks for having me. And I hope uh, those that attended live got some a little more uh, energy out of it and grateful for being here. Have me back again someday and uh, wish you all the best. Enjoy the holidays. Have your board meeting and give those kids a 1099 for Christmas. They'll love it.
0: Absolutely. Happy holidays to you as well. Thanks. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.